This is Healing Through Love. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some incredible friends and loved ones, along with some experts in the fields of dating, relationships, wellness, all the things. And today I have the super inspiring, wonderfully incredible Walter Kemp. Walter is a personal trainer and influencer who at 250 pounds dedicated his life to mental, physical, and spiritual growth. With consistency and discipline, he was able to lose over 100 pounds. He continues his quest to inspire and inform those who struggle with the same negative effects obesity had on him. Walter can be seen at walterkemp.com as well as featured in Shape, Vogue, and Forbes magazine giving advice on wellness. Walter has also had the opportunity to offer some of his booty building tips to the cast of Good Day New York. Some of his favorite partnerships include CB2, In Vogue, and Amazon Live. Currently, Walter is developing his own fitness methods with a focus on building generational wellness for family ingestion. Walter is certified in NASM recognized CPT, as well as pronatal, pre, and postnatal fitness. Be sure to check him out. His workouts are incredible. Love Walter. But before we get into our talk with him, just a reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review. It really helps in extending the reach. Also, if you would like to support financially, you can become a monthly donor by hitting the link in the show notes that says support this podcast. You can select whichever donation amount you'd like. Any and every amount is super helpful and all goes towards just continuing the growth of this podcast. So thank you so much. As always, if you want to shout out and share about us on social media, you can tag us at Solidarity underscore media. And you can also head to SolidarityMediaProductions.com to continue the conversation. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, we have some polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can also submit your answers to. Alrighty, with that, let's get into today's talk with Walter. Walter, how are you doing today? I'm feeling amazing. How are you? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm very excited to see you and to have you. Um, it's been a minute. Um, I kind of want to just like dive right into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready for the smoke. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. So can you start with a little bit of like um, how how you were taught to love growing up? What was childhood like for you um, and how were you cared? How were you loved by your caregivers? Oh, that's so that's interesting um, because I always try to when people ask me about my childhood and growing up and how my mom loved me, um, it sounds really beautiful. But then I realized that a lot of the ways that I was taught to love isn't so great. Because for my mother, she wore this mask, like everything was perfect. So for me, love was perfection. We, I never heard my mother argue. She never raised her voice. She always woke me up with um, affirmations, rise and shine, sunshine, have a beautiful day. I love you. Like I was always poured into with so much love that I thought love was only perfection. So if it didn't look perfect, then it wasn't love. If we weren't laughing and smiling, then it wasn't love. So um, I'm grateful for the way I was raised, but I have found some challenges along the way. 
um, when things aren't perfect and um, it starts to not look like love to me. I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't love. This isn't love. But in actuality, love has so many different colors and it has so many different textures. Um, but for me, love was perfection. Love was joy. Love was laughter. Love was um, positive reinforcement. Um, love was kindness. Love was a, a soft tone. And, and that's how I was brought up. And I'm grateful for it. I, mean, I really, really am. Wow. No, but I, I think that's such a great point to this, um, the impact of like maybe, I guess, like toxic positivity, right? Like when it's when it's just so perfect, like you said, and like you're receiving, you know, all of this great stuff that the second you don't get it in life, because life is full of, of, of shit. The second we don't get it, the second we don't get it, like the response that we sort of have from it um, can be really detrimental and like how we how we deal with struggle and and um, providing to other people and when we're not getting our needs met and all of those things. Um, so I can definitely see like that sort of impact. And I think it's a great point to share as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, where your weight loss journey began? Um, yeah, just how that started oh. for you. And, you know, and now that I think about it, that was another reason why I was obese. It was because um, no one ever told me that my weight was issue. You know, my mom was always so kind and so sweet and so careful with her words that it wasn't until I moved to New York City at 250 pounds where the world kind of kind of told me, hey, that's an issue. Um, that's going to be a problem when it comes to booking work. Um, you're going to have issues when it comes to shopping. Like there was a lot of things that I was sheltered from. Uh, so once I moved to New York City and I got hit with the real world, that's when I knew that I had an issue. I knew that my weight would hold me back. If, especially for the things that I wanted to do, which was dancing and singing and acting and being on film. So I knew that would hold me back. And that's kind of where the weight loss journey started because my professors, they basically asked me what were some of my dream roles. And when I told them, they were, they was like, you're a little too big for that role. And that's when it hit me. I was like, oh shit, I have something to do. So I started running um, three miles, three times a week. I started doing per portion controls and I started to really just manage my, um, manage everything that, that had anything to do with uh, fitness and weight loss and my eating. And that's kind of how it started. And then along that journey, um, I, I kind of realized that I enjoy <laughs> exercising and training more than the acting and the singing and the dancing. It was kind of, it was like this personal thing for me. It became, you know, when I performed, it was for everybody else to be entertained. But when I worked out, it was for me. And um, that's kind of how I fell in love with fitness and wellness overall. I love that. And I totally resonate with that. Like I, I definitely, um, one, well, obviously the physical benefits to like leading a like healthier, you know, lifestyle. Um right but really the mental impact that it has on you, right? Like the the <laughs> fortitude that you need to have to lift that weight or to yes. do that extra rep or something, right? Like it really does impact your self-confidence, your, you know, um, self-compassion when maybe, you know, you're having a rough day, all of those things. Can you talk a little bit about maybe one, you know, how the how your obesity impacted your self-worth and then sort of how fitness or wellness kind of shifted that for you um it, it okay so like i said i i didn't didn't know I was, I loved myself in the beginning. So I had this, I grew up thinking that I was perfect. So my self-worth, my confidence was 
uh, it was high. Then when I got to New York City, everything shattered. And at that point, I didn't have mom. I didn't have a cousin. I didn't have anyone to go through to because, you know, once you go to college, it's kind of like you are not meeting so many other people, but it's kind of like you're meeting yourself. So once everything kind of got stripped away, I had no one else to turn to other than myself. And I had to really, really find self-worth and pick myself up and bring myself back to a place that my mom had worked so hard um, my whole life in building. So like I had this roller coaster ride of feeling very strong and positive about myself and then just actually like just feeling like trash and kind of going through a minor depression about like what I looked like, what I felt like, am I going to be able to work? Are people going to look at me differently? And then I tapped back in and I found that the solution was within me. The solution wasn't calling someone or reaching out or leaning on someone, it was actually about taking care of myself. And once I started to take care of myself, I started to truly love myself once again, and truly and authentically, and not only love all the amazing things about me that was poured into me my whole life, but started to really love the ugly stuff and started to love the moments where I I didn't want to train. I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing it. I, I, I love me, whatever, you know? And I started to look at them like, you know what? <laughs> I love that part about me too, but get your ass up and get to the mother fucking gym <laughs> but um yeah so that's how it's been it's just been like a roller coaster ride of, of of loving myself and not loving myself and then loving myself and honestly at 35 years old i feel like that ride is still going like that up and down up and down up and down even to this day uh, yeah, I, I feel you on that one. Um, but I, I I think that's what I loved about you so much. And like, um, so for those who don't know, Walter and I worked together on Obey Fitness. I was sort of behind the camera, the one like watching him do all the workouts. But I was I would always be just so inspired and motivated when you weren't feeling it, like when you would come into the show and it was a really just readily clear on your face like you were not <laughs> excited to work out but right. your self-talk the self-talk that you would do um and again for those who don't know obey fitness you're literally just it's uh, the trainer is in the box by themselves and they're working out you know there's viewers talking he's talking to the viewers online but like it's just you it's just you in yeah. the box in that moment and your ability to really talk yourself up get into it, like be honest and authentic with the fact that, yeah, I don't want to be here. This is a rough day. I'm feeling like shit. I don't look good. Like all of that. You recognize it. You don't judge it. You just, you know, you, you accept it. And then uh -huh. to see you kind of move through it and really allow movement to one, help you get through it, breath work, um, as you're talking, the music and everything like just kind of like slowly starts to shift your, you know, your energy and everything. And it's, it's beautiful to watch. It's super inspiring, super motivating. And, uh, I, again, I would just want to highly encourage everybody to go and like check out Walter, um, work out with him. Um, can you talk? Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, your health and wellness journey. Um, how has that specifically impacted your relationships and dating? Um, this was one of the things I had an issue with answering because I just like, oh, how do I say this without looking bad? But like I when, when it came to my fitness and dating, I just wanted to be the most attractive version of myself. I got to this place where I was like, I'm not going to be the ugly one in a relationship. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I've never had any relationship where it was that, that issue. But like when growing up, I was like, I have to make sure that I'm always desirable. 
for so that was my fuel in like also training when it came to dating i wanted to look my best i wanted no matter who i met i cannot say anything and they couldn't turn me down you know i thought that i felt that presenting myself in a relationship meant looking great i thought that's all i needed i thought if i look good then everything else will just kind of like happen and um that's kind of how fitness and my relationship kind of align with each other. That's that's the way I thought about it. Like, I didn't realize that it was so much more than a pretty face. I'm not saying that I'm pretty, but, <laughs> but it well, was so pretty. much more than Thank you. Uh, but it was more than a pretty face and being in shape and having abs and being that guy. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how those two lined up for me in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally, I can resonate then with that. And I feel like, you know, obviously society, social media, like there's all of these like images and things that we consume just on a daily basis, like literally every second that tells us Mm -hmm. this is what attractive looks like, right? Like beautiful and fit and slender and this and that. And that's not reflective of like most people, right? Um, And I love that you talk about that too, uh, you know, in, in all of the work that you do. It's, it doesn't have, you don't have to look like me, guys. Like you would say, like, don't try to be like me. Don't try to look like me. Like go at your own pace, you know, do what's right for you. If you need to modify, if you need to switch it up, be you and right. be comfortable and be be happy with who you are and what your body is, is doing right now. It was really just like appreciating the body with where it's at and like what it does for us, you know, every day. Not like what we want it to look like necessarily, but like what it is literally doing for us, you know, every moment. I just really, really appreciated that. Um, So let's transition now to, you know, you've been dating and now there's a shift maybe. Um, How, was there some kind of shift or something that happened for you to meet your current partner? Um, what was the shift that happened? I took a lot of time with myself. I had, I went through a really, bad relationship and I got out of it and I was single for about five years. You know, I dated, I kind of dated some people here and there, but for about five years, I really did take some time just to be with myself, to learn myself, to love myself, to just spend, to really just know who I am and what I truly wanted. Um, And I knew that I had to be the best version of myself so that I can be a great person for someone else. And I didn't want to enter a relationship demanding love. I wanted to enter a relationship giving love and showing what it looks like to love myself. Like a lot of times I always use this, this analogy, like if you go to someone's house and someone's house is dirty, most likely there, if they drop something on the floor, they may not pick it up. But if you go to someone's house and it's immaculate, it's beautiful, it's clean, they drop something on the floor, they're going to pick it up. That's you showing them how you take care of your home. So the same thing with yourself. When you enter a relationship, when you meet people, you kind of have to show people how to love you by loving you. Because if you don't stand for something for yourself, why would you stand for it for me? So I knew that I had to get myself to a place where I understood what I required and not from someone else, but from myself. So even if once I enter a relationship and I'm not getting what I'm required, what I need or do, there's no lack because I'm still able to pick up that piece and pour into myself as well. So it took some time. It took some time, but we're here now. I'm, I'm here in a healthy, healthy 
I'm in like the best relationship I've ever been in my life. And Olivia, I'm telling you, I, I was honestly telling my mom about this, like the work that I did on Obey, I'm no longer with Obey. I'm doing everything on my own site right now, WalterKemp.com. But the work that I did there, I met so many people and I poured into so many people. Every day was about giving. I, like for five years straight, I was a giver. And even like not dating as much and kind of just taking time with myself, I've always prayed to God, like, when is it my turn? When am I going to get to like, like I've done all this work. When is someone going to pour into me? And to be honest, this relationship that I'm in right now, I feel like it's my reward. Like I, I'm just like every day I'm like, what? I'm like, God, really? Okay. Okay. And then I also get to a point where I'm like, bitch, I deserve this. Like what the fuck? Like I worked my ass off. You know, I took my time. So um, I'm so grateful for the relationship I'm in right now, but I also knew that it was not easy getting here. Um, but it's good to be here. Yes. And I'm so glad that you're like recognizing that this is a result of you doing that work, right? Like I get so caught up in just like, like just keep, keep doing the work that I don't, I don't take time to really just value and cherish and celebrate the like wins that I've gotten out of doing it. And so the fact that like, you're able to say like, you know, this, this relationship is great and amazing, but it's not luck. Like I earned this shit, you know, like that's incredible. Down to me writing everything I wanted in a partner like that type of work as well. Not only the work within, but like knowing what you want. Like I had a conversation with my best friend Day and we wrote out everything we wanted in a partner. I mean, to some people it sounds crazy, but to some people it's, it's encouraging. And we put it in the Bible, you know, and we put it in our Bible and we left it there. And I, it's no joke when I tell you the relationship I'm in right now scratches off every single thing on that list. I'm so happy for you. Yes. success stories. (laughs) So let's talk about it. How did you guys meet? What makes this relationship different from any other relationship you've been in? Um, It was okay. So I'm a scary person and I've never been on a solo trip. And I said, I got to go on a solo trip. I got to do something by myself, just like on my own. But because I'm so scary, I decided to take a solo trip to my hometown, but not tell anyone I was there. So (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm going to be a tourist. I'm going to start here. Right. So I took a solo trip home and I also, and I, I was living in New York at the time, but I also knew that eventually I wanted to move back to Miami. So my idea was, you know, meet people outside of my circle in Miami, go out, mingle, kind of see what it would feel like if I lived here. And I did that and I had a friend, I wouldn't call him a friend, but I knew someone on social media and he was an influencer and I told him I would train him. And I said, if he trained, you know, basically you post me, we kind of was bothering kind of that way. And he was injured, but he invited me out for drinks at night. He was like, you know what, just come hang out with me and my friends um, at, at my friend's condo. And I went to hang out with him and his friend and um, I'm sitting in the living room waiting to meet the friend, like whose house is this? Where am I? And about 20 minutes later, this six foot tall chocolate stallion comes out and that's the friend and that's who I'm with now. And ever since that day, we went out and we went to, I think we went to like two bars, we went to a club and we sat next to each other the entire night. Most of the time we weren't really talking, but we're just like glued to each other. And at the end of the night, um, he kind of was like, you want to go on a date? I'm like, yep. And the next day we went on a date and here I am. I live in Miami now. <laughs> Woo! Miami. Hey, I got to come visit you yeah. sometime. That's amazing. Yeah, Please. I will be. Um, I love that. I love, I love like, because again, you were 
doing something for you, right? Like that's how it originally started. I want to do this scary thing, you know, that I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do and I'm going to go and do it. And as a result, the universe rewards and just says, okay, here you go. Meet the love of your life. Boom. Yes. <laughs> yes Dropped it absolutely. in my lap. I, like, I can't, I can't even believe it. And I, and it was crazy because after our first date, which was the next day, I, I said to him, I was like, what do we do now? And he was like, we talk every day. And that's exactly what we did. And here we are um, a year and a half on two years later. Wow. I love that. Amazing. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about, you know, what are some gifts that you're finding in this relationship? Oh my God, I am some gifts. Okay. So one thing that is definitely a gift is I'm learning that, um, a person, the person I'm with doesn't have to be a mirror. I always felt like the person I'm with have to act like me, think like me, or we have to have this understanding and, I realized that someone can be different and they can love different and you can still love them. And it's teaching me to accept everyone. And even, like I said, different parts of myself that isn't as kind or as sweet or as loving. And it's still, and it's still love, you know, it's just that it doesn't look the way that I'm used to it looking. So that is a major gift because it's helped me even in my business. It's helped me with business conversations when I'm working on a project and the creative director has completely different ideas. And instead of me just getting upset, like you don't understand my, my vision and firing someone, it helps me understand like, this is just a different vision. You know what I mean? Everything is about communication and working through things and understanding other people. Doesn't mean that we're not working towards the same common goal, but it just means that, you know, um, it's just, just different. And that's a gift that I, I really take to heart just because I always, I've always surround myself with people that was like me. Like we all meditate, we all exercise, we all this. And and that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily, I don't want to say beneficial, but necessary. It's not necessarily necessary. Um, that's definitely a huge gift, learning that lesson. And then also having this um, this person that I can talk to almost on a level that I talk to God, because for so long, I kept a lot of my emotions and how I truly felt about things to myself. And I only prayed about it, but it's nice to have someone in the physical that I can actually verbalize how I truly feel and know that I'm not being judged. Like that is probably one of the biggest gifts. I love both of those. Those are just incredible. And yeah, I mean, I, I, you blew my mind when you just said like the person that you're with does not have to be a mirror, right? Like they don't have to be exactly like you. And I think in a way I, I was kind of leading with that of just like, oh, I want somebody who's like-minded like me, but like at the same time, I also want someone who's going to challenge me and like push me to like be better. And I can't do that if I'm dating somebody who's exactly like me, right? Like you need a little bit of difference. You need that variation and, and uh, yeah, you need good communication to also be able to, you know, navigate those differences together. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how you just shared um, the, your faith and like how that has, um, impacted your relationships, um, specifically, you know, with this relationship or any in the past, like what does your faith do for your relationships? Um, uh, I mean, I mean, like when I think about faith, I think of so many things. I think about forgiveness. When I think about faith, um, I think about, uh, communication, acceptance. These are the words that come to my mind when I think about faith. And those are the things that I had to do within myself. I had to learn to forgive myself, learn to 
um, communicate with myself, to be okay with myself and and believe that everything was going to work out. I had to really, really believe that even when the moment didn't seem as if it was, and I just transferred that same mentality to my relationship. There's times where um, I have to forgive and truly forgive. And a lot of people say forgive, but and don't forget. I'm not that person. I forgive and I forget. Like, I, like I'm done with it. You know, once I've decided that it's okay, it's okay. Tomorrow is a new day and I'm going to live in tomorrow, not in my yesterday or, and, and not in my, yeah, not in my yesterday and not even in my now. Like now happens, I feel it, I accept it, I move on. So forgiveness was really, really big. Um, and what else? I think that's pretty much it. Like, and just believing, just truly believing, believing. I think faith truly means knowing without knowing. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to know within your heart without truly, truly seeing it. And in my heart, my heart says that this is the love of my life. And in my heart, it says that this is a person I want to spend my life with and have kids with. And I have to have faith that that's what the outcome the, will be. So it's just about truly, truly believing, believing in something that's great. Because a lot of times I went into relationships and I was like, this ain't shit. <laughs> or, or this ain't gonna be it you know what i mean and that's what i believe and that's that that was the outcome so now i have a completely different belief and i'm expecting a different outcome yeah i love that i i was i feel like a lot of the times like in dating you know you hit that fatigue right like you get so mm -hmm. many rejections or maybe you've been in a lot of like bad toxic relationships that you do start to lose faith and you, you then the the poison of like i'm not good enough it's never going to happen like all of those things start to really impact you and i realized a lot of what i thought was you know what I knew in love was really my limiting beliefs, right? Like, like you said, like, these are just like beliefs that you have. And these are my limiting beliefs on men, on relationships, on me, on women, like all these things. And I, I really, I leaned more into my faith to, like you said, develop that like hope, not a hopeless romantic, but just like believing like it's, it's, it is possible. Like you just said, right? Like if I right. just stay on this course and like come back to me and love me, like it will work out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's important definitely for everybody to have, you know, when they're going into this journey, there's going to be those ups and downs. There's going to be, like we said, those bad days, but the faith of just like being able to um, one day receive what you're asking for, that is what's going to just like keep you going. Like you just have to maintain that for yourself in some level, some capacity. Um, so I love that you have that. And I love that you continue to like talk about that and share that as well too. Um, let's, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, first of all, uh, your, is your partner black? Black as fuck. Yes. Can we talk about black love? Like what yeah. does, what does black love mean to you? Like what, what kind what is like why is it important in society for us to talk about it i just i want to take a moment to talk about black love uh i think it's so i think it, i think especially being like a black gay man being with another black gay man we are looked at as the angry black man you know and we're always angry and it's just so cool to walk in places where we're the only black man and we're in love and we're laughing and to to just like incorporate that type of um just that type of vibe, vibe is the word I'm looking for, but just that type of representation for the black community. And not, not just the black gay community, but for the black community, for people to see two black strong men happy and healthy and in love. And we need that representation. And um, 
That's why it's so important. And and then when it comes to the black gay community, like we're looked at as promiscuous and we're looked at as we're going to all die of some terrible disease and just all these different things. So it's just nice to be in a monogamous relationship and show what that looks like and talk about building families and building business together and doing all the things that we aren't expected to do. So um, that's the importance of like what, me and my partner are building. Like we really are building something that's bigger than our community. We want to be. We want to be looked at the way the rest of the world is looked at. Um, so that's why it's important for us to kind of not hide our love. Even when we first started dating, so many people on social media was like, "We've never seen Walter post about anybody he's dated." And same thing with him. Like, what? The white is posting about something other than his business and people didn't understand why, but that's why, you know what I'm saying? We want people to see that we're just like you. We're black, we're gay, we're in love and we're successful and, and we, and we're here. Yes. And you're thriving and amazing. Black yeah. love is, is great love. I love that. Absolutely. Um, you just give me so much hope and like, you <laughs> continue to add to my faith. Like one day it's going to happen. Um, oh, it's going to happen. Olivia, <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. You are everything. Working with you was everything. Seeing what you're creating is everything. Any man, woman, eh, people who have yet to decide will be lucky to have. Like, I, I truly believe that. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, my last question, um, how do you feel like you heal through love? Oh, how do I heal through love? Love has allowed me to be my most authentic self, right? So there's a lot of parts of myself that never came to the surface because I've never felt safe. And now that these things are coming to the surface, I get to work on the things that I've been hiding even from myself. Like I told you in the beginning, um, love was perfection. I grew up and love was perfection. Love was kindness, love, joy, a soft tone. And that's kind of how I always function. So now that other parts of myself that comes up that isn't kind or, or sweet, it's just other areas. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't want anyone to see that. I didn't even want to see that. Love has created a space for me to be comfortable to let that out. And now that it's out, I can see it, I can recognize it, and I can heal from it. I can work on it. I can figure out how to make these these things that I've been hiding, even for myself, um, better and stronger and, and just, yeah, better overall. So that has allowed me to truly, truly, truly heal so many different parts of myself that I've been hiding, like I said, even for myself. It created a safe space for my traumas to come up. It really did. It created a, a safe space for me to pull back the curtain and say, hey, these are some parts of myself that um, even I was hiding from myself. So like now I'm able to really grow and heal those areas that I have not even touched, um, touched on in so long. I'm so happy. That's so great. Walter, this has really been amazing to, you know, just see your journey. Uh, where Where can people continue to follow you at? You guys can continue to follow Walter Kemp for your fashion and fitness and just overall inspiration at www.walterkemp.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me today. I, I want to be able to do a recap, do an update, like maybe in a couple months, we'll, we'll touch base with you. I'll come to Miami. Yeah. We'll do like a live. <laughs> live. Oh, we're doing live recording at the wedding. 
Yes. <laughs> Down. Thank you so much, Walter. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Healing Through Love. You can find links on how to get in contact with today's guest in the show notes. So head on over there, continue the conversation. Be sure to follow, get notified about the next episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.